and I wanted a picture with an open mouth. All of these things were critical. They're harder, of course they are, but of course the imagery is stunning. Hello and welcome to episode 86 of Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. I'm Colin Bradley. We're back. We're back. I'm recording this a little bit late. <laughs> it's Friday morning and this is when a podcast should be going out. Yeah. It's been a bit late this week. That's all right. Doesn't matter. As long as it goes out, Steve, that's the important thing. And you're down. I mean, you're so busy at the moment. It's unbelievable. So uh, I can understand uh, the panic. <laughs> But uh, it's nice having you face to face. It is, it is, yeah. I'm making the most of my time down here at the moment. You're filling it. You certainly are. We've hardly seen you at all since you came down. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, rehearsals are in full swing. We get five days rehearsals and then we put on the play. Yeah. So we had the first day yesterday. And uh, the rest of the time is spent learning the lines. Which is quite amusing, listeners, when Dad's playing three other parts. I was, reading... uh, oh, it was great fun, because <laughs> I'm, I'm a frustrated actor, folks. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was playing three parts in all three different voices. You were, uh, yeah. A man, a, 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 his wife, and uh, a, a younger girlfriend. girl. Yeah. And it sounded really, it would have been lovely to record that, wouldn't it? Especially when you forget which one you're playing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you go, oh, and then it's a man. <laughs> oh, it's great fun. But the important thing is, Stephen, you, you were learning the lines and you were really... Well, it's quite distracting, really but if I could do it when you're doing three different voices, I think I could do it on stage <laughs> with three different people. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to be a great play and I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to see you next week, so we'll, we'll report back on it. Yes. I'm thinking when you're coming to see it, but... Friday. Okay, so you report back. A week today. It'll be the week after. People, It'll have to be the week after. People yes. will get the review. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so how's it going anyway? It's been lovely weather down here. Um, we've it's had a, a great good, summer. Yeah, we've had a great, great, great week again. It's a little bit duller today, but we've got Folk Week starting tomorrow, folks, in Broadstairs. It's the biggest week of the year without any shadow of doubt. Thousands and thousands of people descend on our little little town here, and it's manic. Can't get into the shops. You can't, you know. I mean, I'm not moaning about it. I mean, there's the entertainers and there's dancing in the streets and on yeah. the seafront, and it's really, really great. It's great fun. We we all look forward to it, and you're you're here for it as well. So you'll see some of it. Well, yeah, some of it, not it's a lot just, of it, because I, you'll be doing yeah you know, your play. Yeah, in between rehearsals, I'll see some of it. Yeah, it's going to be a very busy, busy week. Very here. busy week. Yeah, and it's very busy for us here as well. You're developing lots of oh yes, the life drawings and stuff. I, I'm, I'm, I, it's it's a big project, Steve. More bigger than I thought it was going to be, but it's as big as I wanted it to be. If you see what I mean. Yeah. And I've added and added and added and added, and I keep coming up with different uh, ideas and putting it together. So it's going to be fab- fabulous in the end. Yeah. Good. Okay. We've got a project, the next members project that we'll talk about a little bit later on. But first, let's get some of your questions answered. The first one is from Dale, and this is regarding the Vase of Rose, Vase of Roses picture, which is on our member site. Dale says, on the Vase of Roses in the background, you use pastel sticks. Are they polychromous or what? And if not, would you use polychromos? I would indeed, yeah. That's a good question, really. Um, I don't know whether we've actually tackled it before. What I wanted to do with that is something a little different. You know, I did the flowers, and as usual, when I do a picture, I really don't have an idea of what to do in the background. 
And you couldn't just do a foggy bag. Well, I could, but I wanted something a little special with that. So what I did with that is I used the pastel pencil to start with, as I always do. And as I was doing that, and people will see it on the screen anyway, I, I kind of um, went crossways, uh, like a crisscross. And I liked the idea of that, and I thought, this is looking good. So when I finished that, and re- bear in mind that was a base colour, really. I'd, I'd always intended to put a, a, either polychromos or soft pastel on top of it. And I thought, I'll try this with the polychromos. Now, it worked really well with the polychromos because you've got sticks as opposed to the pencil lead. Uh, so I, I used it, and it worked really well. So the answer to that is, yes, it was polychromos. I didn't use soft pastel for it at all. There was no need to in that situation. Well, they're harder pastel sticks to get that I got the crisp, effect. crispness, yes. Yeah. If I'd used soft pastel, it would have been softer. Yeah, and you wanted a bit more crispness. And I wanted crispness on it, and it that, worked brilliantly. That works quite well with the roses and the flowers, the crispness of the roses, That's doesn't it? Because they're not soft. I mean, I know they're soft texture, but they're soft lines. They're not, are they? They're quite mm. crisp mm. and defined. That's right, absolutely. Contrast. So you need a defined mm. background to go with that. Uh, yeah, I think this is important. Uh, backgrounds are important because they are uh, set the scene for the subject. You've always got to remember that the subject's the most important thing. As with portraits, like, uh, you know, when I do an animal portrait, um, I do, the animal portrait is the thing that is the most important part of that picture. Everything that goes around around it embellishes that, and that's what it should do, supports it. And uh, it worked really well. Good. Oh, thanks for that question, Dale. That's excellent. Moving on, the next one's from Les. I am going to do the Castle Coombe Bridge, and my question is regarding the paper. Do I cut down the yarn grey paper to a slightly bigger size than A4, or should I use the whole sheet and position the image in the middle? In the tutorial, your paper seems to be the right size, or did you cut it to size? So I assume Dale's, uh, Les has got the B4-sized paper. Mm. He's wondering if he should cut it down to uh, slightly bigger than A4. The answer would be yes, definitely. That's what I would do. The reason I would do that is because it's not imperative, but it's helpful sometimes to have the uh, tooth running across the picture in a landscape. And the B4 does that, because that's running across. Yeah. So when you cut that Horizontally. Down, yeah. I would cut it to A4 size, and uh, then by the time you put your tape on, you're going to lose um, a centimetre, or thereabouts, on the edge anyway, uh, just to get onto your... Uh, either drawing board or hardboard. So that, that would be the size of it. Now, did I do it that size? No, I did it slightly smaller. And actually, I do say in Castle Coombe, while I'm doing the picture, I've done this picture slightly smaller than A4 size, but I'm producing it as an A4 picture. And the line drawing is A4, for instance. Um, now, the reason I do that is, is purely because uh, I'm limited in space. I like to go close, and I like to uh, have an image no bigger, certainly no bigger than A4, but it preferably slightly smaller than A4. Mm. It suits the the television and the camera yeah. situation. I don't have to move so much. I mean, people know. I must be very frustrated at times when I move off the screen. <laughs> I, when I, I, because bear in mind, folks, when I'm doing the picture, I'm trying to look at the picture I'm doing, uh, and also the monitor, and, and they are in two different places. So often I get carried away when I'm doing the picture, 
and I sort of run off the screen. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that in yeah, editing. But that, that's, that's just something we can't do anything about. I mean, it's, I, I do like to have control of the camera and you know, the drawing. I think I do a better job because of that reason. Um, but ideally, I suppose, if I could afford it, I'd have an expert cameraman standing over me and doing it. But then he'd put me off. So yeah. really, in a way, you know... You need to be in your own little world as well. I'm getting better. I'm definitely getting better at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say. I, no, I think you are. I don't, I don't, I don't see that in the edits No, well, no one's complained about it so far. No, exactly. <laughs> but that's the reason. I like to be slightly smaller than A4. And it's interesting, the, the B4 paper, the tooth runs. Yes, horizontally which is ideal for landscape yes an ideal world i suppose we would have the tooth running both ways and we'd have a mixture but the problem we can't do that with the uh the a4 paper because that's cut we buy that already cut yeah so unless you had a very smaller picture say b5 no sorry a is it a5 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 isn't it half a5, a5 yeah that's half yeah so you'd have to cut the... Then you could work that way, Then yeah. it would work, but that's rather a small picture. Mm. So the answer is a B4, and then cut it down. Okay. Excellent. The next one is from Lorders. Is it Lords? Lords, I think. Hmm. Hello, Colin. I would like to know which colour did you apply to the peach? This is regarding the peaches. Yes. Still Life video on the member site. I would like to know what colour you applied to the peaches at around 11 minutes in the first video. I think you said 118, but the colour I see appears a lot darker. Would you let me know what number of pencils you are applying to the peach? Well, I, I used two there, and I used them intermittently. Um, I used the 118 and the one, uh, sorry, the 225. 118 and 225. What's 118? What colour is 118 is scarlet red, and 225 is a deeper red. On the peach, that's interesting, isn't it? Those mm. darker colours on the peach. Well, you have to have that, though, to get the richness of the red. Um, I mean, after all, red is going on directly onto the paper. We're not using any base colours on red. So we need to have a colour that goes on top of it. On the peaches, whereabouts did you put red directly on the peaches? When, when, we, were, when we were working on the, the, the very dark areas. Right. You, you know, when... I, I, I haven't got the peach picture in front of me. Picture but it. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's when in the very, very dark areas. Yeah. I use the peach. Okay. And uh, I would use red on that directly yeah. to give you the depth of colour okay. that needed. And I use both of them. 118 and 225. Both of the colours. The problem we got really with the camera is the... When you see the pencil, I agree with uh, Lords. Lords in this case, where the pencil always appears darker, the pencil. It's not until it actually hits the paper and goes on the paper that you actually see it as um, the right colour. Mm. I don't know, it's probably a camera angle or something, but it always looks darker. Even when I look in the monitor, I have to check the pencil, the end of the pencil. Have I got the right one here? Yeah. I'm looking at the monitor. Yeah. And... Uh, Okay. One, another one that does, just out of interest, another one that uh, works like that is uh, 182. Now, if you, you, if you see 182 uh, as a pencil approaching the paper, you think, I'm, I'm using a dark brown. It's not until it goes on, then you see that it's an ochre. Ah, uh, I see. Is and that brown ochre? It's a brown ochre, but, but it's, it looks like a dark brown. Yeah. When on the pencil nib. It's not until it hits the paper that you can see it's actually 182. And uh, it's just one of those peculiarities. Good thing to bear in mind if people are watching. I think so, when they're doing that. Yes, check it. I mean, this is why I always give the, the colour numbers. 
I do occasionally, I know folks say the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a lot of emails going, no, you don't. Yeah, not always, Colin. No, but that's understandable. That's just something I can't, I can't do anything about. I have to See, not only do I look at the monitor, Steve, not only do I do my picture, I have to remember what colour numbers they are. <laughs> and some of these pictures you use, like, 40, pi- 40 pencils on, so it's, mm. it's tricky. But, you know, you know, people are, are, are still able to do the pictures and it's, it's not often it happens, so... Good. Okay. It's, I'm sorry it interrupts you once again, Steve, but it just a sudden thought hit me. People have asked me in the past, why don't you say the colours, Colin, as opposed to the numbers of the pencil? Okay. Now, I say I'm using a 182, I'm using a 118, I'm using a 104. Now, how quick was that? Now, if I had to say the colour numbers, which sometimes are three words in each one... Yeah. It would be impossible. I would never get the... Uh, I, by the time I'd got the colour number out, I got it onto a new pencil. Yeah. Yeah, the, the words are, are strange as well, aren't they? They are, you know? yeah. Um, and there's... Yeah, it's, it would uh, it'd be a very odd video. You know, it would be a very strange video if you were saying, and cold grade four, and then... Oh, I know. Would Morton, be... whatever. That's right. Yeah. And that's more confusing, I think, to hear I think that. It, I think you're right. I think the idea is... it. People that are using Derwent and Conti, which I know some people are, would have a problem because I'm mentioning the Faber-Castell. But we've got the coloured chart. And that's what, because we had a question recently, someone inquired about that using Derwent. And I said, Mm. just compare the colours, take Mm. the two charts, look at your colours, look at the Faber-Castells. And and when there's a 118, you go, right, 118, that's that colour. Okay, I'll use this one. When I see the pictures that the people are sending in, which is stunning, I tell you, they are absolutely fantastic, uh, they don't seem to have a problem. Yeah. They always interpret the colours okay. And even if they didn't, it didn't really matter. Mm. As long as it looks good to them and that they are producing the right tones and the right imagery, uh, it looks great. Yeah. Okay, cool. The next one is from Marty. He says, I've got tr- I'm having trouble developing a good skin colour. So skin colours, pastel pencil. Yeah, skin colours. Well, skin colours on pastel pencil can change, of course, depending on the subject you've got. If you've got uh, peaches and cream, English rose lady, you're dealing with the whites, the ivories. Usually a grey. I usually put a grey in. Uh, usually a cool grey in, in that oh, rather than a warm grey. I know it seems to contradict there, but... If you see, especially a young young girl or a young child, particularly in the children, I used uh, the light gr- cool grey. You you need a um, you need a, a kind of coolness to Is the that skin. paleness. Yes, because yes. that gives you a paleness. The portrait of the la- portrait of a lady exercise that you've done on the member side mm. that looks quite a warm. Yes, it was a warm mm. toned face, but that's not a younger person. No, so I don't much, think so. No, I, I think it probably. Again, you're always looking at the reference pictures. You know, a reference picture will determine, really, the colours that you're going to use on your picture. The danger is, if you change it, just one colour from the reference picture information you're given, it changes the whole thing and you can completely go wrong. So it's better to really work on the reference picture you're given, or you've got, and whatever the colour tones are in that picture, 
you use rather than make them up. I, I do obviously add more colours, but I add them within that framework rather than going completely off. Yeah, off within the, the within this within I, I know we say rules quite a lot, but it's not rules, but it's uh, with the guidelines of if it's a cooler picture, you mm. you can you, as long as you're on that scale of coolness. Mm. That's right. You're okay mm. generally. This is this, this all works out with experience, Steve. The more you do, the more you're familiar are with what you do mm. and the colours you use. And uh, I don't think people should worry too much. It will come eventually. It does come. People constantly, I hope somebody this week, say, I, I have a problem, you know, working out the co- on my own work. That's their own work. Yeah. The colours to use. You seem to do okay. You don't have a problem. Well, I've had a lot of experience, and it's experience that actually does help you in this situation the more you do the more you learn i can't i've tried many times to try to explain how i work out colors from pictures and it's very very difficult to explain it to people every single one is slightly different to the other yeah the more you do then that's more you understand the answer to it yeah Mm. yeah okay good good question thanks marty so we want to talk about the new picture that is coming to the member's site this coming week. It is another animal, and yes. it's the Black Labrador wow. picture. It's not the Black Labrador that we it's people have known and love one. and have seen it. This is a brand new This is a one. new picture, brand yeah. new picture. And we've had a lot of requests for a Black Labrador. Uh, people have inquired uh, a lot about black labrador or black um and black animals fur, generally. yeah mm. and black um tones so tell us about the the black labrador why did you do that particular picture other well, than the fact that there's a lot of requests that's for right. it? Well, is that basically say, it the reasons you've just mentioned really are one of the reasons that i thought it's about time i've never done a black labrador other than exercises i've got a couple of exercises on them but i've never done a black labrador on video the, uh, the one I actually did, that's in the uh, workshop pack, uh, was done as a pack. So there was never any record of it. Mm. And I thought people would love to see it. So I searched and searched and searched. I must have looked at 500, I should think. <laughs> 500 different images of black Labradors. And I couldn't find anything that I really, really thought would give the information out. Because that's my job, really to put information forward and say this is how you do it this is and also i had to have a picture that was i needed to do and i wanted a picture with an open mouth all of these things were critical they're harder of course they are but of course the imagery is stunning and when the people see it they'll go wow Mm. It's really good. And I also wanted to answer a question. A lot of people say the difference between a shine and white. Yeah. Now, this is a young dog, so it hasn't got any white. It's not greying like me. It's not greying. It hasn't got, you know, grey hairs, which are sometimes difficult to discern between grey and a shine. Mm. So this was a young Labrador, and he, he was very shiny. And I deliberately chose that because of that reason. And when I started it, and when people see the pictures when I started it, there's much too much light on that, Colin. Gosh, you're going over, you've lost your marbles now. But when you look at the finished picture, it's absolutely stunning. So I use the white, I use all the cool greys and all the things that I've told them in the past. So this is the reason why I wanted to do it. It was a challenge to me, and bear in mind, folks, 
I love doing my artwork, but I, I do need challenges all the time. Yeah. I like to have something that... And people see that in the video because they're seeing me struggle. <laughs> yeah. And that's good news. I, I, I enjoy... I enjoy that struggle because I have to think. I have to think on my feet. Because yeah. I can't do it again. If I, I, wouldn't, if I get three quarters of the way through the Black Labrador and cock up, completely <laughs> mess up, yeah. I wouldn't do it again. I would, I would just abandon the project and start another one. Mm. I wouldn't be able to do that. So people see that kind of pressure. Yeah. And I enjoy that. I thrive on it. Yeah. So what kind of techniques are they going to be seeing in this new video? Well, they're going to see that they're definitely going to see how a shine works because there's a lot of shine on that picture and it, it's like also using black and applying black mm. because it's not black yeah. there's a lot of build up to black that's right so there is obviously there's that what's the hardest part of that picture do you think what's the trickiest part um, i think the shine the, the relationship between the shine and the black the transition between two and you'll have so much practice at that mm. and seeing me do it and people want to see that over and over again and that's what i suggest they do once they get to a bit before they actually tackle it familiarize themselves with exactly how i do it you know the process because it's very 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 important that they do that they just go willy-nilly oh i know how to do that i've done it all before they go get it wrong it's really important they get that transition between the white right in the centre of the shine to the where it actually Graduates. goes into the black. That difference. And what will help too, not only with it with the black, obviously, but it will help with other things. We had a horse a couple of weeks ago, a couple of podcasts ago, um, to transition from white mm. to brown. Same thing, only we're losing different different set of colours. But it's the same idea, moving from one to another. And when you do that, I mean, cats don't have it so much. It's only the dogs where you get that sheen. Mm. Cats don't, they, they, they are, um, it's more matte. Yeah. Cats are matte, aren't they? They don't have that kind of sheen. So you don't get it with a cat. You don't get it with a, a lion or you don't get it with a tiger. Mm. It's the texture's different. But you, well. No, but you do with uh, a, lot of, a lot of dogs, horses mm. and... Uh, other ones. Other, other ones. I can't think <laughs> yeah, I can see you trying to think of more. other black uh, animals around. Black yeah. panther is another one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Can. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. That's, uh, that's good. Well, I'm glad we spoke about that. So that will be going up on the member site in the next week. As we'll be putting that picture up today on the Facebook page. So you oh, can we'll have a look at it. You can have a look at it. We were talking about backgrounds earlier on, weren't we? And there's another, there's another very, very good um, example of background put in i uh, used a good color in that i'm not going to tell anybody what it is actually you have, have to, to watch to find out watch it to find out but i had a really good color that went in that and i struggled with that to start with folks i'll let you know now i might have even mentioned it on the video that i was struggling with what color to use i mean you think gray you you think black black labrador what do i use gray first of all you think oh gray mm. a bit boring gray oh, what do i use blue blue yeah that would look a bit odd, though, blue and black. You see what I mean? So each one you go through, you think, oh, it's not red? No, it's not red. Yellow? No, it's not going to work. <laughs> and each one you go, you, you dismiss. So you've got, in the end, it's stunning. The actual background of that black Labrador is perfect. And you're going to see me do it? If you remember. If you remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Okay, so 
If you've got a question for the podcast, then you can submit them on our website. Go to colinbradleyart.co.uk, click the contact page at the top and fill out the form and we'll get your question. Uh, as always, you can grab us on Facebook, facebook.com slash colin1940, YouTube and Twitter. We're on Twitter. We have quite a few followers on Twitter now, uh, at Colin Bradley Art. And if you have a minute, it would be great if you could leave us a positive review on iTunes. Go to iTunes. If you're listening through iTunes, then you can leave a review there. Otherwise, if you type in Colin Bradley Artcast, our podcast will come up. And it would be great if you could leave us a review. Absolutely. So anything else we want to cover? Oh, I don't think so. We've got lots and lots and lots of things coming up, folks. I, I, I'm so excited. The next six months is going to be... Well, not the next six months. I mean, August, blimey. Next That's four now months. to Christmas. It's yeah. going to be packed. We've got some smashing things coming up. Absolutely. Savour them, folks. I am. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Okay, well, we'll be back next week with another studio version of the podcast because i'll still be here that's right (laughs) and we'll see you all next week so thanks everyone for listening i'm steve bradley and i am colin bradley enjoy Enjoy your week. week